Hi, I'm Amy Rodman. Welcome to Igniting Creativity, a series for virtual teachers, where I walk you through the things I wish I would have known about becoming a teacher business owner and help you creatively thrive. I'm still teaching classes for the majority of my time, but without building my business, I wouldn't be sustaining this kind of career. It's a lot different than having a structured schedule where you report to a building with guidelines and deadlines set by others. My success now completely depends on what I put into it and how I manage my time. Join me on this journey of how I'm making that work so you can implement what speaks to you. Don't forget to download the free workbook to help you make the progress that will aid in your success. In episode one, we're going to talk about facing your fears because what I did was I let my fears, let this part of my career sit for months and months and months. My story begins with how I was ready to quit my brick and mortar job for quite a while. I kind of let that hinder what I was going to do for several years as well, just the fear of leaving, the guilt of leaving the kids. And I knew that I could teach art in a way that I'd be a lot happier. So it was time to do that. But I just needed to feel very, very prepared. So within this worksheet, I want to help you face your fears and feel prepared as well. What happened is after leaving my teaching job of about 10 years, I became in an artist in residence. I had hosted them in my school. It's amazing. It's such a, an awesome collaboration. It is when you work with other teachers, not even other art teachers all the time, but you collaborate and incorporate art and hands-on learning into these different subjects. So... In January 2020, I started my first residency. I got to work with friends. I got to work in a school that has the most beautiful natural setting with science incorporated into art with ELA projects going on. It was amazing. And I was halfway into my second one with another art teacher friend. And that's when the pandemic shut everything down. So... I was so engrossed in starting the artist in residence part of my career, even though it was part-time, that I just felt a little overwhelmed. And I had already looked into teaching virtually way back in July of the previous year, signed up for a platform, um, even started recording some videos for an adult platform. And I just kind of put that all on hold because I was just fearful of the technology and how everything would work. So let me explain what my fear actually was. I live in an area where we have zero service without Wi-Fi. So if our Wi-Fi or our power flickers, we just, you know, go blank. You have to wait for things to start back up again. And I just kept letting that sit in the back of my head. Like what if I'm in the middle of a class and something happens? What if it just drops? Those students aren't going to know what happened to me. And it flickers often enough that I was worried about that. And so I just let that part of the career that I wanted to start sit on the back burner. So fast forward to the pandemic, I was an artist in residence now. 
I'm going into schools, well, obviously I'm no longer going into schools if they're all shut down. So I had to figure out how I could work from home, how I could bring money back into my career here because it was just stopped abruptly. I did not have the option of teaching from home through these residencies. You know, teachers were all just flipped upside down and figuring out what was going on. So there was no just continuing as if everything was normal. So I had seen where a platform called OutSchool was hiring a hiring more teachers because they had such an influx of students now that they were all home. And I had actually already signed up to teach for OutSchool the summer before. But I let it sit. I didn't do anything about it. And this just got my butt in gear. And within a couple days, I had recorded my intro video 21 times. I had filled out the application. I did everything I needed to do. And I was approved to teach. So that meant I had to schedule that first class. I chose to teach a class that was extremely easy to me because it was one that was one of my very favorite projects to complete with my students. And so I was really comfortable with that, but I still let that technology just simmer, that worry simmer for those two weeks. In the meantime, I was able to meet with a mentor teacher that was provided by OutSchool and have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with her. And so, of course, she explained how it all works and answered any of my questions. But my biggest question for her was, what do you do if you have a technology fail? Now, this was a teacher that traveled all over the world, and she was able to teach from any location. She rarely was in one spot. And her biggest setback, I guess you could say, was when she was traveling in one particular part of the world where she just knew she didn't have the capacity to be able to run Zoom. So she had to cancel her classes. The parents were very understanding. She did everything ahead of time. So she explained that process. So what my fear was, was that it would happen mid-class or right before a class, and then what would I do? I was able to still get you know enough information from her to kind of ease my mind, but I just was waiting for it to happen. So my first class was at the very beginning of April 2020, you know, where I live. It's not all that warm during that time of year. And I was all ready for my class, had everything set up. I was teaching out of my garage because since everybody was home all of a sudden, that was the only place that I could shut a door where it was actually quiet and their noise didn't echo to me. So there I am sitting in my garage with my desk set up, had curtains covering the ugly wall. You know, it was a very last minute, let's throw this thing together idea until I really like got set and created a backdrop and all of that. And I start my class. I had 10 kids. That's fantastic for one of my first classes. I was filling up my classes right away. These kids were all excited about what was happening. And right in the middle of me talking, halfway through class, maybe not even halfway through class, our power went out on a beautiful sunny day. There was absolutely no warning. I had no inclination that this would happen. You know, it hadn't been storming. And there I was sitting in the blackest 
darkest room you could imagine because there was no light source whatsoever when the power went out. And it wasn't just a flicker. It went out and it stayed out. Therefore, I panicked. And I just kept thinking, the exact thing that I was worried about happening is happening during my first class, my very first class. So because of where we live and how we don't have service, I could not even go into the classroom to send all of these kids a message to let them know what happened, that I would refund or reschedule, you know, and work things out with them later. So I'm walking around the yard, holding my phone up, hoping to get a little bit of a signal. And my husband, who already had an established business at home, so his life didn't drastically change like mine did, he saw me out there and he saw that I was not knowing what to do and just kind of in that crisis mode. And so luckily he was my calm and he was able to suggest because we live close enough to family to run up, take my stuff and go see if I could hook up to the Wi-Fi on his parents' porch. So I never moved so quickly. I dumped a bin full of something all over the floor and just started gathering up my supplies. I was in the car and I was logged back into class within 15 minutes total from the time it went out through my panic and through all of this and driving up there, I was able to log back in. And what I couldn't believe was that all 10 of the kids were still sitting there waiting for me. They were so excited whenever I logged back in I could not believe they were there and they were all able to just stay late. We finished up the class. They completed their project. It was amazing. It was my first, you know, my favorite project to begin with. And it was my first experience on the OutSchool platform and I made it through. I faced that fear way sooner than I ever expected that I would have to. So overall, it was a great first day even though I experienced something that I thought would be so incredibly terrible. I actually had another class scheduled for two hours later, and I was really glad that I had the foresight to not schedule something back to back. So I was able to go back home, gather up all my supplies. This time I was painting, so there was even more supplies and more mess. And because our power wasn't expected to come on yet, I just automatically set up and started class up there. I threw on my heated vest because I'm always cold and I sat on the porch in 50 degree weather at the beginning of April in Pennsylvania and taught a class. And those kids were fantastic too. They could tell I was outside. They could see my background and they could see the woods behind me. And so we were talking about that and about what happened and they got a good laugh out of, out of it too. But there I was living through my worst case scenario. Luckily, I had somebody else who could see it from the outside and calm me down and give me a suggestion on what I should do because I know I wouldn't have thought of that that quickly, at least not that quickly myself. So what I want you to do is now identify your fear. What stage of business are you in? Have your fears changed? Have you experienced any of these fears that and already made it past? You know, do you let any other fear kind of creep in as you're growing and the potential for a new part of your business starts to happen? But what goal will you set or what solution can you come up with 
to deal with that problem, deal with whatever your fear is, be prepared to face it. So in my case, I now have a backup plan. I have the computer hardwired into the wall. I am able to just grab and go. So I have a little kit, so to speak, or you know some supplies that I could just reach for if I need to and I could teach from somewhere else. So think about how you'll surround yourself with success, how you will deal with any problem that might arise. I have a worksheet for you, and if you're like me, you're listening to a podcast while you're doing something. I'm usually driving in the car or doing laundry. I like to listen to things whenever I can't stop to watch or I can't stop to necessarily take notes. But this is just a very short little workbook for you to kind of think these things through for each of the episodes that are in this series, and you'll be able to take those notes or kind of make that plan. So... I hope that through my story and facing my worst fear right there at the beginning, it helps you realize that no matter what, you're going to get through it. It's just how will you get through it? Will you have already been prepared? Will you have somebody that has your back like I did? Will you be able to kind of see the situation and step outside of it and, you know, kind of just make it through right then and there? So I hope that by hearing this, you got a little bit of a chuckle from it, that you were able to then identify what you've been letting set you back or what has been worrying you and make some progress. If nothing else, you're finding a lesson in the situation. You can handle anything especially if you're able to handle it in a calm way. And not only that, you're going to see growth within yourself and within your business. Because remember, even though we are always teachers first, we are now a business. And so there's a lot of other things to consider and we have to figure out how we are running a business to stay successful. We can't just coast on by without thinking about how our choices affect how many students we see, what kind of growth we will find, what we end up teaching. Has it been the same since the beginning of my journey to now? Not exactly. I've learned what I really enjoy teaching. I've learned what part of the business I've been extremely successful in, and it can only go up from here. I know virtual teaching can be lonely. We're sitting behind a screen in our own home with no other coworkers. I left a really good support system of coworkers who I'm still in contact with on a regular basis. So I miss that community. And this is what this is all about. Community building, collaboration over competition every step of the way. I have five more episodes in this series to help you build your teaching business that will drop two times a week. So look forward to topics such as course development, building funnels of classes so that you get those repeat learners, self-promotion, scheduling for it to work with your family's schedule, and building relationships with your students and their parents. You can find the workbook by downloading it from the show notes, 
And you can find me at amyrodman.com or at amy.rodman.art on Instagram and Facebook.